Hello, and welcome to the Abundantly More podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. This podcast is a weekly conversation about parenting, systems, rhythms, marriage, and literally anything and everything else. It's real. So today we are going to talk about um, one of our family values or pillars of joy um, and how we do that or how we need to do that more. Or how we're learning. How we're learning. Yep. All right, but before we get into that, how was your week, Emily? We're talking about you. Oh, me first? Yeah, you first. Um, let's see, I had one of the hardest weeks of my life, I think. Your um, life? I think so. Um, really? I've it was n- up there. It was up there, right? I've never experienced... So, so what happened? Yeah, what happened, happened is um, about Thursday before the podcast, I mentioned... Before oh, the yeah, last headaches, podcast, I right. mentioned that I was having headaches, um, and they weren't so bad. Oh, Emily's mic is in a Whoa. precarious position. It's we good. almost lost it. Caught it. Um, and so they weren't so bad, but as the week just got very on, odd. You don't week, normally yeah. have headaches. As the week went on, they got worse and worse. And finally, on Wednesday, I decided to do something about it, and I went to I went to some various places and ended up at the ER. So you were having headaches, like. Oh, headache so bad it was like you were in tears yeah it, it's it was painful and i and, and you're I not was, like a wuss. I, was, I wasn't sleeping really at all most nights or or if i was it was like not good sleep so i ended up in the er and they diagnosed me with a condition called cluster headaches is it a condition or it it's a, just it a thing a, it's a disease or something no way it, it has a name um, we don't know. It, I looked it up when I, when I looked up. It's that, not a disease. It that has, doesn't make sense. Okay, so sorry everyone. We don't normally Google. do this, but I'm going to Google while we're doing this. And well, headaches aren't a disease. It's not like I, you I, have sure, but it's a it's a thing that has a name. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay, it's called Horton syndrome. That's what a cluster headache is. Yes, also called Horton syndrome. Thanks, Google. Um, which for those of you that don't know what cluster headaches are, they're bouts of frequent headaches. Our frequent attacks, known as cluster periods, may last from weeks to months, usually followed by long periods of relief. Um, and then attacks, cluster headache attacks, can stop for months, years, and and come back. We don't, you don't really know. Um, and all we know is that something's wrong with my biological clock in my brain, and it's causing it to like do something it shouldn't be doing. Um, so that was Wednesday. I found that out, and oh, sorry. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> and uh, that kind of became like a, a harder and harder thing from then on. Um, a treatment for it is oxygen, like straight oxygen, and that helps to bring relief, but it doesn't fix it. It doesn't make it go away. Right. Um, it has to go away on its own. So um, as we speak, I'm still, I still have a cluster headache. It's just much duller. Um, I had a moment on Thursday night where I experienced the worst pain ever, um, and I didn't really sleep much, and it felt like there was a, like an electrical storm. I could just feel like electricity moving around my head in circles and through my body even too, um, which, right, like it's, it kind of makes sense when you like picture it that way because these are like electrical impulses that are causing you to feel pain that you shouldn't really be feeling. Um, so it was, that was rough, and then somehow miraculously I showed up for an interview on Friday um, with like no sleep. And so um, it was stressful. It was really stressful. Um, and I think after that, I've felt 
a lot better. So I'm sure that played a part of it. I actually got two nights in a row of sleep, which has been um, really great too. Sleep is very helpful. So I, I think I'm in a better place. And I think through this whole experience, the like spinning it to joy. Um, oh, okay. I've learned new joy in the fact that like I don't have to to be everything that like God can go before me and and that's good um and and I can in spite of all the pain that I was feeling this week and all the struggles um and in spite of the many mistakes I've made in response to that pain um I'm I feel like God's like teaching me lessons in us I can still have joy in those moments. Um, and I think there have been a lot of really great moments this week, great discussions and interviews with you and I, with the kids, lots of learning, um, just beautiful things that I've seen and I've taken less for granted through this experience. Hmm. So that's my... That was your week. That was my week. How was your week, dear? Um, I think I was just a little stressed out that you were not feeling well. Um, you are not one that gets sick often or has ailments, you know, syndromes, I'm not calling it that, um, just things that are off. And so I could feel that you were off and I'm just like, I was just feeling the, he's off. This is making me feel off. We feel off. What do we do? We don't know what to do, how to fix this. Um, and then with like Friday being an interview, it just felt like, wow, this is terrible timing for everything. Um, oh, that was so close. You almost knocked, your I almost water knocked over. my water over. We're in a precarious place today. We're, we're back in, new, in the, we're location. back in Nathan's office. So there's just, we're recording we're this just, not at night. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to not do it at night, which it's fine. It's just, it makes things harder. It makes the night longer when we do when it. We need yeah. to just wind down for the night so we're doing it during rest quiet. time quiet time yeah. anyways so the week just felt like i don't know not i didn't feel in control which we really aren't but it just felt like so i can't think of helpless. words yeah helpless and um and so i'm just glad that they it's not as severe and you're taking steps to, like, go see a specialist, do some things. Um, hit up a chiropractor. Yeah, I hit up the chiropractor. And um, so, I don't know. I just felt like the week was long. I don't, but I don't even know what we did. Like, we just did our regular life, but it just felt weird. It felt like survival, honestly. Yeah. Like, I just, it was hard. Yeah, you know I mean, that? he did, you did say to me, like, he did. You did. I'm talking to you. Um, like, I just don't like feeling... What did you say? Like, I can't do anything or that I... What did you say? I don't like feeling useless. Useless. And um, I just had to remind him, like, remember when I was useless a couple weeks ago and everything was okay and, like, the other picked up the, picked up the weight. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know why I said that, but it's just sometimes we can't be at 100% and feel normal 
and that's okay. Um, yeah. We just need to, like, recognize this is what's happening right now. So if X, Y, Z isn't being done or I feel don't feel this way or I don't want to do this, that's okay. And I think it's just, like, naming the situation or the – not this. It can be the season, I guess. But it's just communicating it, being honest, yeah. you know. It's okay. I'm having the hardest time with this mic. Yeah. You could hold it. You know that? I don't want to. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, our week. Our week. So we're looking forward to a new week. Yeah. And I think that God has a lot in store. He finally brought snow yes. instead of rain. And we had a little, we had like moments of sun this week. This but, week was really hard. But I just think like, uh. I don't know. I was talking to a coworker and Emma and I were talking about this too. In Michigan winters, when there is snow, I can be content with dreary, cloudy skies. But when there's rain... I it makes me feel off. I, it makes me not feel good. I just can't explain like it. Droopy, drowsy. Yeah. But snow, blah. like snow, is like totally different. I love it. Yeah. I, like it's snowing right now, and I love seeing those little flakes come down. And and all that it is is a different state of the exact same thing. Water. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's science. It's just the human brain is interesting. All right. Big feelings. Big feelings. Big feelings. Uh, I can go first if you'd like. Okay. Um, so with this uh, headache stuff, one thing that I tried to do was meet with a neurologist. And I'm, um, for those of you who have health insurance, which is most people, um, you know that getting a referral is a requirement for most health insurance companies for them to like insure go you to, a to go to a specialist, right? But when you're switching primary care providers like I am... You have, or you don't ever go to the doctor or like you Nathan. Don't, or you basically you're not on anybody's records. <laughs> you have no one to make a referral for you. And so they can't really accept you at specialists. So um, my big feelings this week is... That's dumb. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, like, there should be systems in place for when that happens that, like, I tried to set up with my new primary care provider, and they're not taking new patients until... The summer. June, right? And so people are so far behind on new patient stuff. And it's just, there's got to be a system, though, to make this work. Because making people wait to see a specialist for that long is is just messed up, right? Like, what if someone's actually in pain or or struggling and you're preventing them? So that's my big feelings. Um, You're going to have a strong phone call. uh, Yeah, I will. If necessary. I will be making phone calls this week. I just think that the health insurance industry should, I don't know, like, pull up their britches and, like, be big people and... Like, actually help people. Ooh. Mm. That's like a... I'm calling out. That's a spot. It's a spot of deep feelings for me, so... um. Man, I should have written down this audio that we listened to this morning. It's controversial. It's very controversial. We we might skip it. it. I can summarize what it says. That one point... Big Pharma made... $1.73 trillion this past year, and zero of those dollars went to improving the health of the human body. Pretty much. So, um, for those of you that don't know what $1.73 trillion is, um... That's a lot of money. It's a lot. If you were to lay each dollar bill out, it would I don't cover think the you earth even know many, many times. <laughs> um, oh, man. So, I just, I just need these systems that are in place to actually help people. Um, yeah. I'm being concerned that they're not. Yeah. So, there's my big feelings. Somewhat controversial topic. I'm sorry if you disagree. 
Um, I'm happy to talk over coffee. <laughs> um, actually, not coffee because you don't caffeine like coffee. Doesn't right work. now, caffeine's, caffeine's not, your not good. Some I can't talk water. over beer either. So water. we can talk over water. <laughs> yeah, talk over water. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about you, Em? What's your big feelings? Well, I see what's written down, but I feel like I could go on this vein of hey, you're lo- you're allowed to do taking whatever. care of ourselves. Um, I think. Hmm. I don't know if they're big feelings. They're, I'm just gonna say they're feelings. They're feelings, and so this the stuff that's been going on with Nathan and I like this past past month or so headaches, anxiety, hormones, all this stuff kind of has brought uh, just to the forefront of, like, we need to take care of ourselves. And I would say, like, we take care of ourselves in terms of, like, eating healthy, being active, supplements, blah, 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 like that in that kind of way. Um, But I don't know if we've done the best, like, and maybe it's just because, like, this insurance stuff, like, I don't know. I think what you're trying to say is what am that I saying? from what we can see, we've done all of the right things, but we haven't peeled back the covers to actually like What's gather metrics to figure out is it actually working? Is it helping? Are we missing things? Like, yeah. We haven't evaluated our activities. Our activities, yes. Yeah. And for years we have said, well, next year I'm going to go get my blood work done and next year I'll do this and we've never done it. It's like, the kids have come first in a lot of ways, and, like, we were fine. We're just going to keep moving, which we had – we have been fine, you know. Um, so until I think, recently. <laughs> until recently. So I think um, just all the stuff that's happened just has come to – come up, and it's like, okay, guys, it's time to take care of yourself. Time to chase that thing down, ask the question, get checked out, um, and not prolong it. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like – it's just so important, and speaking, preaching to myself, yeah. we're doing it. It's interesting. Um, in the interview I was in on Friday, one of the questions they asked me is, what is one skill that you um, you feel you need to improve upon in yourself? And um, what I said was um, self-care. Um, and I think that's an area that we both have room for improvement because – we, like healthy self care, not like, like spa days and get your yeah, manicure no. done. And yeah, no, and I and I and I think the reason we struggle with it is that as really really great teammates, we want to serve our team really well. We want to be servant coaches to our mm-hmm. team. And what we forget, and this is what I said in the interview, is that I can't serve people well from my fumes. Right. Right. I need to be serving people out of the overflow, um, and and that overflow comes from God. But if I have nothing left to give and I'm just operating on fumes, I'm not giving anybody anything great. Yes. Um, and so I think that's what I mean by self-care. Not selfish care. I mean, like, Take care taking of care of yourself. myself for others. Yes. Um, and so I think that's just an area that we're both recognizing. We can, in 2023, be a new us. <laughs> new us. Yes. New you in the new year. New you, new year. Yes. Um. um yeah. So I guess those are our big feelings. Yeah, I think those are great. Yeah. Also, um, if you want to really mess with Emily, 
go around your house and just put everything in disarray and out of order. Oh, yeah. Well, that she was my other big small feeling. feelings about that. Well, okay. <laughs> Friday night, we're trying to figure out what we're doing on Saturday, and we had some plans, and then I kind of, like, went into a spiral mess of – not a mess, but just, like, I want to get – I just need, like, a day in my house where it's not a work day and it's not a school day to, like, take care of things so I can just feel better about life because – We're a little out of order. Sometimes yeah. – your house and your laundry and stuff is not a huge priority when you're in a in the trenches and i just needed to like get back to normal get back to the, like our baseline yeah. so we still have to finish that up today cuz we had a lot of like we have a laundry chute which is the best thing ever I remember when we looked at this house and I was like, this is so stupid. Like, why, why is, why would you have this? It is amazing because you only have to carry laundry one way, which is up. Yeah. Right. Cause all, and like, we don't have laundry baskets in our rooms. The kids just plop everything down there. But our laundry chute, like the whole collection space, um, in the basement was full and the whole wall was full of clothes. Like the the complete track was full. (laughs) And so it was like, okay, I guess we're doing tons of loads and then we need to put everything away. Because you know that you need to do laundry when the twins are like walking downstairs in their underwear and they're, I'm like, where are you going? They're like, I just gotta go get dressed down in the laundry room. Which they have the most clothes out of anybody. It's like they don't have pants or something (laughs) or underwear probably. So that was my other strong feeling or big feeling. Um, of just, you can only go, live in chaos for so long. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Which is very fair. Yep. Okay. All right, on to top five. Top five. Um, just a moment of, like, hilariousness. So, Saturday morning, I was feeling really good. I had gotten the first good night's rest in forever. You were like a new human. I was like a new human, and I, like, I got a ton of things done. Um, including, I wrote the notes for this podcast, and... Wrote Emily's top five. I mean, if this is incredible. So, um, <laughs> the top five. He says, five, I have it already. And I'm like, you do? He's like, I even wrote all, all the things. All and the I, things you're going to say. He's like, go check. And I'm like, how do you? Kn- it's, they're, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, today's top five is things you do to fight the stir craziness of Michigan January winters. Oh, my goodness. So, Emily, would you like to do Can some I go first, go first, even though you wrote them for me? <laughs> okay. Number one, listen to worship music. I know I've said this before, but I love worship music and worshiping God. So um, I have a playlist of all my favorite songs. Do you want to share it with people? I've shared it before. We can reshare it. It's called Emily PPW, and PPW stands for Personal Private Worship. Um, But this is the playlist that we pretty much play every day. The kids know it. We definitely, we, you know, we sing the first handful of songs and then it just plays and you put new songs yep. at the top yep new songs at the top so listen to worship music number two find activities or schedule a play date or swap kids um just you, something you'll literally be sitting in bed the night before the next day and say what can i do with the kids yeah. tomorrow <laughs> like something extra um i'm actually gonna today i want to plan out like we have is it three or four weeks left until we go to florida yeah not too many i think it's three weeks weeks. and so i just want to like lay the weeks out and i think it'll help my mind to do it on the forefront of like okay this is our fun extra thing or our extra something something 
that we can do. Or I even heard about or thought of going to, like, let's go to an MSU women's basketball game. Like, the kids have never been to the Breslin. That would be fun. Just to, like, mix it up because, I mean, I guess we have, like, a dust of snow. But there hasn't been a lot to do. There finally is something to play with outside. Yep. Okay. Go for walks outside. Um, This is something that I have been intentional about doing since, I don't know when, this year, the fall. Winter hit, yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's not like a fancy walk on a sidewalk. It's walking laps around our property and our neighbor's property. Um, And it just is nice to, like, get out and move, breathe fresh air, get a little perspective because... When you're stuck in, when you choose to stay inside, um, all the time, it just it's not good for us. So that helps me. Number four. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. Nathan wrote it. Run outside, bask in the sun like a crazy person when it comes out. This is true. I talk about the sun all the time, like a little crack of sunlight. I'm like, guys, the sun, the sun. And so the other day, I was gonna go take a nap because I was exhausted nathan hasn't been sleeping i haven't either because he's been rolling around and it wakes me up so i was gonna go take a nap because i was tired and i was on my way up and then core's like mom the sun's out and i'm like what and so i like run outside to the deck put on nathan's shoes and i just like stood there in the sun it was glorious and actually it made my headache go away i didn't end up taking a nap because i'm like i'm just so i'm refueled yeah by the sun. So, the last one is read a good book. So, I'm on my second World War II book of January. It's almost done. Were any of those recommendations, or were these ones that you... They were. I read them on a, someone's, like, favorite books for 2022. Okay. Which happened to be... They're really good. I can't even tell you what they're called. Books about World, World War, War II. <laughs> <laughs> Same time period. Same story, I know, set I know. in a different the, way. The tough part is Emily's at the point where she almost was going to borrow from today and stay up late reading I wanted last to night. finish it. It was so good. Um, yeah, and I gave you some really good You're advice. You're like, don't do that. It'll hurt tomorrow, Emily. It will hurt. Yeah. So I need to line up. I did get a recommendation from a, from a friend that's not World War II, but if you have more, send them my way. I have one I have to give to you. I keep forgetting. Okay. Those are my top five things to help. With the stir craziness of January winters. In Michigan. In Michigan. Your turn. Um, For me, uh, discipline is kind of like my jam. So my number one thing is maintaining personal rhythms. Um, I know it seems like what you want to do in the wintertime is sleep in. Um, But I find that if you still get up, even when it's dark, you still do like morning time, start your day, those rhythms, it sets a tone for your day where you... um, you just feel better. Um, this past week's felt a little off because we've been sleeping in. Um, to not to, like, really, but like... But sleeping in, I say, to like 7. Not right. Like real people it's not like in. real sleeping. But <laughs> that's like, I get up at 5.30 normally, so it's a big difference. And, yeah. Um, I can feel like not having that like makes me stir crazy. Um, forcing myself to go outside even when I don't feel like it is another thing that helps. I, um, I don't find good books often, but sometimes I find a good book. For me, finding a good show or movie to enjoy in the wintertime is always a nice, like, keep the stir-craziness away. Well, and what have we been watching? We've been watching The Hobbit and then Lord of the Rings, and that's been enjoyable. 
Um, but I, I think if you think about it, almost every like winter time, you'll be like, where do you find these new shows? That it's we're during watch? the winter. It's I do it in the winter because it's something that just like, I don't do it in the summer. I don't expect to do that no, in the summer. Yeah. It's like a, it's a winter thing. I so. think we need to find, like, I've been enjoying The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And we're just watching them like yeah. a little chunk at a time. But we need something lighter. We need some laughter and like something. Yeah. We need to find something. I did hear Ted Lasso season three is coming out soon. Okay. That's usually got some laughs. Mm, possible. And tears. Lots of tears in that show. For you, yeah. It's a good feeler. Um, I also like to spend time reflecting and being thankful for the slower moments. Um, sometimes I'll, like, just, like, sit in a chair and look outside and wow. if there's snow, like, watch the snow. I know it seems really weird, right? Like, I like watching snow. I do, too. It's great. Um, and then something that I've been doing more recently um, is reach out to family members to chat and check in. Last Saturday or Sunday, I um, I talked to my grandma, Mary, and that was really nice. And, um, and I try to, like, call different family members, which mm-hmm. is not normal for me. If you need, if you know, I don't really enjoy talking on the phone. It's not my It's, it's not, not my how you thing. like to connect. Yeah, I just connect better in person, but I'm seeing the value in doing this and trying to be better about it. And so, um, uh, yeah, I think that I've really enjoyed that. And it does help fight the stir craziness because I was like, loading firewood and talking to grandma and it was great yeah it was really great so um these are our tips for us i don't know if they'll work for you but you're welcome to steal whatever sounds great <laughs> to you um i hope you're doing well guys yeah. through this winter we recognize that especially michigan january's i cannot explain i them. don't think it's just january's it's january's and february and marches it's really all there, three but see it's weird right december's not hard and i think there's also like we're we coming off a major yeah. like endorphin dump from, from like, the November fun of holidays. and December. Yes. Yeah, and then you come into January and you're like, "This is it, boom." And I think that um, I think that we have to be aware of that and start thinking about like we need to sh- do better like strategizing. Yeah, around that, and, and it's not push yourself like hard. It's recognizing it. What's coming? Calling it out and like and yeah. working through it. Maybe that's what we need to do. Like. The first week in January, or yeah. I don't know when. Have that discussion. Have that discussion. Make a game plan. Make a list. Yeah. I don't know. These are good ideas. These are. We need to remember these for next January. For when it happens again. Or how about just February? Like every year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, February is coming. All right. Okay. So today we are talking about. We're continuing. Is this number three? This is episode number three. In the series. About our family pillars, which is a fancy way to say values. Um, and one of our family pa- pillars, I almost said values and pillars together. Pa- pillars. Pa- pillars. I can't even do that. Is being joyful, choosing joy, mm-hmm. all the joy. And it's a discussion we have with our kids often. Often. And with myself. And with each other. Yeah. Um. So... Why don't we just get right into it? What does it mean to be joyful? I think it's more of a posture and not always like a feeling. It can be a feeling. But I think it's, um, if I've learned anything, it's, you can be joyful in the hardest times, the lowest times. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it has to be, a lot of a choice instead of like, I, there's so much joy. I mean, and there is, but 
I think it's it's like a deeper level than happy and feeling good and yeah. all those things. It's like a soul, like something deep down in you that's like welling up yeah, joy. It's, it's it's a fruit, right? It's one of the fruits of the spirit, joy. Yeah, and, and so is love. And and we talk about love a lot with marriage, right? And what we know and have learned as human beings with love is love is not a feeling. It starts as a feeling, but it later becomes a choice, right? Yeah. And I think it it's that same thing with joy. Joy is a, it can start as a feeling, but it um, it is a choice you make every day to be joyful. And I think that you kind of like hinted at it. The key with joy is it's in spite of. Yeah. Right? In spite of suffering, pain, hardships, in spite of good times and bad times, you're choosing joy. You're seeing that it's not even optimism that the glass is half full. You're seeing that like there's like the goodness that that there is good. Yeah. And um and it is a it's a freaking hard choice. It is hard. Um and we we recognize that. I can tell you in the past 3 weeks um joy was hard to find in us and we could see how hard that made it for our kids to find it. Yes. Um lots of grumpy Mm-hmm. Just whiny, selfish tendencies. Just complaining, complaining. All of those things we were doing ourselves, and they are doing it too. Yeah, as they as they mirror our um, our struggles with believing that joy is real. What in the midst of hardship? I think it's hard to believe that joy is possible. Ah. And so as we were not believing that. It was causing that to come out in us and and washing over our kids, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's like a just a real point for you all that um, these values that we want or we have for our family doesn't mean, and we've said this many times, doesn't mean we're the best at them. It means that we know that this is something important and it's something that we're working on all the time with our family because we know it is important and we and we want to be living it out um and i think in some ways we feel called to be these things Um, yeah but that doesn't make it easy no it definitely doesn't no what does it practically look like in our lives look at all these questions you have i was uh pulling from the the dennis moore strings with the art of questions oh my goodness i love those questions um, so how does that practically look in our lives? I, I think, um, I think it, it, it starts like with anything with your words, right? Like the words that you say, um, reflect what's inside of you. Right. And so, um, sometimes though, uh, when we're trying to fix what's inside of us, we have to first just fix the words that come out and it can kind of work backwards. Generally it works from inside out. But sometimes you need a little help and you need to, like, say the words. I think of um, Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A will say to you every single time when you ask for something, they'll say, my pleasure. And they do it with such joy. Right. The reality is, at first, when they said that, they probably didn't have that joy. But as they said over and over, they trained themselves, my pleasure, my pleasure. I've been doing this in my own life at work. Whenever someone asks for something, I always respond with, when they say thank you, not no worries or no problem, because it sends the message to them that 
it was a worry or it, it was a, that things can be a problem. Mm. And, and when you say my pleasure, right, like when you say the things you want, eventually your body catches up. Your heart catches up and it changes. And it does actually become Like the feelings pleasure. follow. Yes. Right. And so that's, I think, so true with joy and what it practically looks like. And so it's, it starts with that choice, right, of saying I choose to be joyful in spite of this thing. I choose to use kind words. I choose to share goodness with each other. And, and these are the things that we talk to our kids about every day. I think we have that discussion at least 10 too, times a day. Too, I shouldn't say too many, but a ton. Yeah. And, and I don't feel bad about that because we care about our kids' hearts and we care about each other's hearts. And we know that everything that comes out of our mouths comes from our hearts. And so we are, we're not after you saying the right words. We're after what's your, your what's in your heart. Yeah. And, and that's work to go after yeah. the heart. So like, in, yeah, instead of apologizing to your sibling in the grumpiest, grumpy way, we like, we just make them, we are like, it's, there's no point in apologizing because it's your heart isn't there. You know, your, the words don't really matter. So it's like when your heart's there, then come, apologize. then come and do it, but don't just do it because you know that you should. Yeah. Cause it doesn't really matter. But recognizing that sometimes it is going through the motions until your heart actually follows up. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, it's an interesting, there's no right way to do this, um, but it's remembering that the goal is we're after your heart. And joy is, joy is after our hearts. Mm-hmm. Just got to let it in. Got to let it in. Got to let it in. I don't know of a song, so I'm going to just go with it, move on. Move on. Okay, nothing happened. I think we might have already tried to answer this. How do we try to instill joyfulness in our kids? Um, but I think it just really comes down to modeling it. And we were talking about, I can't remember what was happening this morning, but it was like three kids at the counter. And um, it's like Ruby, Cora, and I don't know who else, maybe Penelope. And Cora's doing something with Penelope that's not, I can't remember. She, I don't know if she's... I don't even know. I think they were, like, being loud or something. And no, they were doing... It was just... I don't even know. So maybe this isn't a good example. But I just remember pausing and being like, guys, we want to model... Like, we want to show others how we should love, how we should ha choose joy, how we should whatever, be a more, act like a more. And so it's like mom and dad are working on showing you guys how to do that, modeling that for you so that you can... You, Cora, can model it for Ruby. Ruby can model it for Oliver. And it's like a trickle, trickle, trickle. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you can't teach someone to have joy. You can't learn the lesson of joy and pass the test and have it. You, it's literally a choice. And it's like a muscle that has to grow. And um, you have to, like, continually do it so that your joy muscles get bigger. And in spite of crappy things happening, whatever, you name it, you can you can see something good in it. And I think the thing to add to it is that with, with instilling joyfulness in our kids, what's really important is showing, being honest when we mess up, right? It's 
it's saying clearly like, hey, I, I missed this. I, I wasn't kind to you. I wasn't joyful to you. I, I chose the wrong thing. What I did was wrong, right? It's that it's showing them that like we're not expecting perfection in their like pursuit of of being joyful people. We're we're asking that you that you just try each time, that you show up each time, that you when you fall you get back up and, and you and you like examine your heart and you and you honestly say what was in there and, and then you choose to like to get rid of that thing in your heart that's that's not good that's not that's not helping you get to being joyful and sharing love with others i mean honestly joy and love i feel like they go hand in hand in many ways but that's just me okay i'm a little frustrated that my notes just disappeared i got the notes i got them i'm pulling them up why is this harder to do than others why is this value harder for us i think we kind of i think it's just because it's not it's not in our nature, right? It's not in our nature to choose joyful. We're we're excellent at complaining, or, or, or finding or something fighting. negative yeah. to say about anything, anything. Oh, the weather! Like oh, the weather! Oh, the weather! And that's totally me. Oh, the weather today! Oh, the weather this week! Yeah. Like we we are sinful, and we look for the ugly and the yuck in things. Yeah. And joy is not that. And um, I think that's why it's just a fight to a fight for us and a fight for our family to overcome that and just like, no, the Moors are going to be joyful. Like, I want that to be said of us because it's not common. And it's like it. I want to reflect Jesus and I want people to see Jesus in our family in the way that we talk and act and and do and react and that's like joy is one of those things and it's just contagious and that's and i'm so glad you said contagious because that's what i wanted to get to next with joy is that um you it matters what and who we surround ourselves with yes so when we're in the news and seeing all of the bad things that's not filling up your opportunities to experience joy. When, when we're around individuals who are complaining, being like unkind, when the things we're watching, right, include like just no joy, but just only negativity. We're we're only asking for that to dig deep in our hearts, and that's not what we want. Right. That's not what like that's not our goal. And so um, we've been having this discussion with our kids lately with the things that we watch. Right. Like they're like, well, I want to watch this thing. And we're like, hey, guys, we've been listening to the words that have been used in this thing you're watching. And we don't think it's putting good things in your hearts. And so because we care about your hearts, we're not going to watch that. It's not a sheltering thing. It's a you don't need that. That's not making you better. It's not improving you or helping you on a journey towards being a joyful person. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it matters what we watch and what we hear. Yeah, because it, it goes right in. Well, that's a first. Ooh, <laughs> visitor. 
Um, sorry, we just had someone open the door to the office. Uh, but so I think that's like a, another aspect with this is is that it matters what you take in, right? Because it goes straight to your heart and then it comes out. Your comes mouth. right out, yeah. And it's for us too. A hundred percent. It's for what we watch. It's who we're around. Hundred percent. Um, it doesn't mean you avoid people who are negative. That's no. not what we're saying. I think like the easiest way to like get full of like crud is what you're looking at on your phone. Sure. Because we all have a phone. We all watch YouTube. We're on Instagram, whatever. And there's so much stuff on there. So many people's opinions. And I think we just are used to so many voices. It's just, yeah, yeah, so many inputs. It's, and it can be not good. Um, I think I read read somebody's post the other day, um, and she was talking about, like, unfollowing people. And this is, like, specific for, you know, Instagram or Facebook. But, like, you get to choose who you're listening to, who you're yeah. allowing to, like, the voices that you're, you're soaking in. Yeah. The opinions, the thoughts, the viewpoints, the even just how they speak, their posture. Um, and I think we forget that we have the ability to make those choices with our phone. And, and not just ability, a responsibility. Yeah, like it – yeah, you shouldn't – like if something doesn't – if something makes you feel a certain way, like in a, a not good way, like a negative way or – I don't like that should be a signal to you like okay I need to turn this person's voice off. Yeah. Because just cuz people have a voice or have done this or that or have some platform doesn't mean that that they're that I have to consume that. Yeah. And and that it's good for you. Yeah. Cuz there's a lot out there that's not good for us and I think we just are like that's fine I'll just click to the next person but tomorrow they're going to be talking again or posting that video again and it's just like no don't don't get sucked into your phone and just forget what you're taking in. Yeah. Because it matters. Or reading the news or like getting email, you know, like all the things, all the ways that you can get information and thoughts and opinions, they affect us. And I don't think we often realize that they do as much anymore. Yeah. One thing that we've been discussing um, in our community lately is this idea of image centers that um our bodies have this place right like your image center sometimes people refer to it as your imagination but like if i tell you to close your eyes right now and picture a purple elephant you can do that right and because god gave us an imagination and he gave us the ability to see things in our brains well those image centers are our responsibility to take care of and maintain and this is a call out to um to lauren thanks for this great info (laughs) <laughs> um, but like we need, we need to take care of our image centers. We are responsible for what we put in them, and and for what happens once because we put something it. in there, yeah. right? Like to say, well, like I, I, this isn't my fault that like this is coming out. And it's like, well, what have you been doing to take care of your image centers? What have what have you been taking in? What have you been consuming? Um, and we're not even talking like physically consuming. We're talking what have your eyes seen? Yeah, and what have you heard? Yeah. And and because it's just going straight to your image centers, and and it just spins around in circles in your brain. Everything you see, everything you hear, it just goes around in circles and circles, and it just digs and buries deep inside your heart. 
And then what else can your heart do but expel that out, what's been put into it? And so I would say, I want to get to this last question. What's one thing you personally learned about joy recently that you feel others need to know? And what I've personally learned is that I am responsible for my image center and for my joyfulness. Um, No one else is responsible for making me feel or exude joyfulness. I have that ownership and responsibility, and that starts with what I am putting into my heart. And when we are flippant and we don't care about the things that are coming in, um, we're doing an injustice to ourselves and, in turn, others. Um, Because others need... They need us to lead them and love them through joy and patience and self-control and gentleness. And if if we're not putting those things into ourselves, we can never expect those things to come out. Hmm. Um, and, and that's a hard thing to learn because when you think you've got everything, you're doing a great job with it and you recognize you're not, um, that hurts. But that just means that there's work to do and that the work's not done. And that's what I love about the idea of responsibility is it's just that like it's taking ownership. And so I'm taking ownership for my outputs and my inputs. Hmm. So that's my, that's my thing I've learned about joy recently. What's one thing you've learned about joy recently that you feel others need to know? Mm, I think it's, I get mixed up with feeling joy and choosing joy because I want to feel it. And when you don't feel it, it's hard to choose it. Yeah. Um, so I think just... Uh, sometimes my feelings lie to me. And so if I don't feel joyful, then I'm like, well, I'm not, or there's nothing to find joy in. And um, so somehow separating the feeling from the knowing that, like, there is joy to be found. And um, I don't know if I said this last week. Did I talk about borrowing confidence? You did. I feel like I've been saying it again and again. Yeah. Like, um, Like, knowing that... Being confident that there is joy, even if I don't feel it, mm. um, because there is, and there's so many moments of joy just in my six kids and husband that are in front of me every day, and I think that I'm so, I don't know if it's, it's not used to it, but it's just, maybe it is, I'm just in it, and I'm not remote like stepping out and seeing those moments that smile that thing um or maybe that's just something i need to challenge myself with this is like emily find like how many joyful moments can i find a day like find mm. 10 joyful moments and write them down because mm. there is joy and i think we just are numb to it because you know something's going on some hard's in front of the joy and we can't see through it it's easier to see the other things yeah it's easier to see the hard feel the heart and so um maybe that's what i need to do Mm. a good challenge for myself just because it's simple and like a child's joy is just so pure and like 
Dorothy, magic. Dorothy has a lot of joy. Over the cutest little <laughs> things. And um, I can find, I can borrow her confidence in what she's seen. Or you can borrow, borrow her, her joy. joy. Yeah. I can borrow her joy and take it for myself. That's that's what he wants us to do. Yeah. Right? That's why we're not alone. Yeah. I love that. Borrow joy. That's our challenge. Time to borrow week. joy this week, guys. There's lots of people out there. Find the sources of joy and borrow it. Yeah. And see how it changes you. I always used to think this was so stupid, um, listening to Christian radio stations when they say, take this challenge and listen to it for a month and see how it changes you. And I can tell you, though, that when you when you change the inputs, the outputs change. Right? Yep. And so choose the sources of where you're getting your inputs from and see what happens. Yeah. Don't take our word for it. <laughs> I just it think out. it matters. We're, we're, there's just so many areas where we can get inputs from. Yeah. So it's really being a steward of your mind your image and your center. heart. Yeah. yeah, your image center. And uh, not just being like, okay, I'll take everything, dump it in. You know, yeah. we, don't, we want the finest filter out there. Yes. Well said. What I'm ready to those? make some T-shirts. What do you call those filters that you use in? Um, oh man, Mark's gonna be so mad. Oh, osmo. Um, no. Oh, science, chemistry. Yeah, they're special filters that like that down to like the micron level. It, Something like, tiny. Yeah. We want that kind of That's filter. That's the kind of filter you need for your life. And it's yeah. not a sheltering. It's not a like be in the world. It's a steward. It's it's stewarding. Stewarding right? you. Yes. Well, that's good. That is good. Guys, we didn't know we had this in us in this moment. I hope it's good for you, too, because it's really great for us right now. <laughs> Preaching to ourselves every yes. Um So that's, that's, our, um, that's our main topic for today. A couple um, housekeeping items. We will continue to put um, all the links in. Um, we'll add Emily's uh, PPW worship, worship playlist. playlist. Um, and... Uh, a reminder that if you want to take part in Emily's Friday Favorites email that goes out, it's always a place I think of what just good stuff. You always have. It's just a short little, little email yeah. with thoughts and links, yeah. or I don't know. I talked about how we ordered chicks in our last email. Oh yeah! If you don't know, we are having chickens. Farmer coming. Emily, yep. coming right up. Uh, Farmer us. Farmer We're, us. I was telling someone today um, just how, as I learn more and more about farm animals, I am... I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed about how, like, special and unique they are. Like, if you look at, like, a donkey and a horse um, on a farm, one of the things that they do awesome is that they take care of the other creatures. They're... The other hooves, creatures, the other animals. The other farm animals. Their hooves are designed to stomp and well, destroy. Maybe not a horse can, I guess. A horse but does as well, donkeys yeah. are Donkeys are huge Protectors, yeah. And I just think that's so cool, right? Like, we were never meant to just have, like, one, one farm animal there or one type of farm animal, but you're supposed to have, like, like, all of them because they all serve a purpose. And so I think in some ways, like, a farm reflects um, how God made us. And we're hearing screaming upstairs, so we're going to probably wrap up soon. <laughs> I need to wrap it up. This quiet time is apparently. Anyways, anyway. but if you want to receive those emails, it's just a weekly email that comes out on Fridays. You can, if you want it, it's there. Um, just so a fun way to link. stay connected. In the, in the show notes. Connected to us. Um, 
So we hope you have a great week. We appreciate you guys listening and sending us messages. It makes our whole week. Um, if you guys leave a review, I think it would be cool if we started to read some of our reviews. I think we have a couple of reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't know about Spotify. I should. I don't usually Check. listen to yeah. it on there. But if you guys leave a review, I would love to read those reviews. So starting next week, we will. Okay. All right. All right. So have a great week, and we will see you next week. Love you guys. Bye.